Yo, what's up, Fire Nation? JLD here, and this is the final bonus episode you're going to get before the Common Path to Uncommon Success is live and ready for the world on March 23rd, 2021. This is a great conversation I had with Lance of the 4% Breakthrough. He's a great guy. We have a great conversation. Hope you get some great value from this and make sure that if you want all five of the bonuses instead of zero of the bonuses, pre-order the book at UncommonSuccessBook.com. March 23rd is the special day, Fire Nation. I'll be having a live stream party on March 23rd, so definitely keep an eye on your email for details on that. And until then, prepare to ignite. Hey, 4%ers in Denali Nation. It's Lance Knob here with uh, John Lee Dumas, podcast host extraordinaire from Entrepreneurs on Fire, and also the author of the book, The Common Path to Uncommon Success, releasing March 23rd. And John, listen, I personally know how absolutely hard it is to put a book together, how much work it takes, how much commitment, and you've done that. And this book is awesome. I'm reading it. I'm, I'm up to chapter seven. We're going to talk about all that. I want to tear right into the good stuff. Listen, You've achieved lifestyle, geographic, and financial freedom. And everybody out there, listen, if you're willing to share these value bombs with your networks, please hit the watch party button right now. So John, let's get into it. With, with achieving the ultimate goals, financial, lifestyle, geographic freedom, how do you recommend that you transition from that initial startup, that grinding phase where you're working evenings, weekends, you can't turn it off, you're making sacrifices, missing family events, all that really hard stuff to having a little bit more balance and you know for you working five focused days and 25 more relaxed days and i know some people experts like gary v actually advocate for that grinding phase to kind of keep going how do you do it well listen first off lance thanks for having me here brother it's much appreciated i love being a part of the four percenters you know being in puerto rico i've only been paying four percent tax for five years so that 4% kind of rings a little nice bell for me. So excited to be here. It's going to be a really fun time having a great conversation with you. And listen, here's what it comes down to. It is a grind at the beginning to get your business, your dreams out, off and into the world. I do like to say that it is hard work. Lance, you've worked hard in your life. I've worked hard in my life. Gary Vaynerchuk has worked and is still working very hard in his life. But guess what we were doing? We were working hard building our dream businesses. You know what else is hard? Being broke, living paycheck to paycheck, doing work you don't love. You know, get, waking up in the morning, getting up and being miserable about going to have to have to do something not that you want to do. You know, kind of like avoiding your own eye contact in the mirror because you're kind of disappointed with your lack of achievement in this world. And by the way, I'm speaking about me, the person back when I was 32 years old. That was a six-year stretch of my life, living that hard life of being broke, of struggling, of, of not being happy, of not living up to my you know, potential. And I chose my hard. And that's what I want to kind of start this off with is like back when I was 32 years old and I decided to launch this business that I knew was going to be hard, I chose that hard. And the other path I could have chosen, that would have been a hard path as well being broke, being unhappy, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. So your audience right now, people that are watching and hearing our voices, they can choose their heart. Choose your heart. Lance did it. I did it. And listen, 
things will get better and easier over time. I mean, you go through what I like to call seasons in your business. When I first launched Entrepreneurs on Fire and I didn't know what I was doing, of course I'm putting in 10, 12, 14 hour days to try to figure things out, to try to do all the things. Then I learned how to build a team and hire virtual assistants and get things off of my plate and outsource this and get better at that and become more efficient in all these different areas. And I entered season two and then season three and then season four of my life. And as Lance kind of alluded to, as you and I are talking right now, I work five days per month. And by the way, I work really hard those five days. Like my days are boom, slammed. But I have 25 days that, you know, I, I have to do whatever I want to do. And it may be like a little bit of email here and there and social media and dabbling and doing this and that. I'm not saying I'm completely turned off for 25 days a month, but I'm really only working hard for five days. And by the way, when I'm working hard in those five days, I'm loving it. Like it is my zone of fire. Like I'm doing what I'm doing right now with people like Lance, you know, getting to have conversations with amazing people. And, you know, can you really call that hard work? I just call that my zone of fire, like what I was meant to do. So how, how I kind of want to end this section that we have here right now, Lance, is a call to action to everybody watching, which is if you become the number one best solution to a real problem in this world, you will win. If you truly become the best solution to a real problem, you will win. If you don't find a way to become the best solution to a real problem, it will be a struggle because people want the best. In fact, when they find the best, they will be the path down your door to become, to, to get to the best, to become a client of yours because they want the best, period. Awesome stuff, John. I just want to let everyone know how, you know, how we connected and, and yeah. share a little background. And, you know, I want to, you know, just, you know, tell everyone that the very first podcast I ever listened to, and actually one of the steps and chapters in John's books, I, I just read it today. In, a, in my mastermind in 2012, my, my friend and colleague and mastermind, John Sharp, told me what podcasts were, recommended Entrepreneurs on Fire, walked me step by step on how to download it. I listened to 2000 episodes. I built a freestanding leadership team at Breakthrough Physical Therapy and Fitness in 2018. I was you know, in my zone of fire, continuing to develop leaders and, and figure out all the great things I wanted to do in the world. And I found out John was going to be a podcast movement in Philly. I went over and saw his talk on funnels. It was awesome. We actually uh, sat together and watched uh, Cliff Ravenscraft. Oh, yeah, that was cool. I, I offered him a, um, a healthy protein ball. I think he was intermittent fasting because he declined. <laughs> and uh, it was actually at that course that I decided to, to write a book. And um, John had, had, I reached out to John, actually. I wanted to you know, continue to mentor with John. He connected me with Cloris Kiley, who mentored me and helped monetize Denali Consulting. Mm. And you know, we kept in, John and I kept in touch. And he agreed to write the foreword of my book, which you know, the 4% Breakthrough, which I am you know, grateful for his help with. And most recently, John and I rocked the mic on January 4th on Entrepreneurs on Fire. So a little bit of background, everybody. And, you know, I want to get into some more value bombs from John. So John, I know you're a huge advocate for niching down, niching down further and further until it actually hurts and trying to create some open space. Um, I know you, you know, decided to do a business podcast when podcasts were still young. You decided to do an interview format. And then you decided to really create some open space with seven days a week. Okay. Now I listened to all 2000 of your episodes. I've been reading the book, listened to all your book launch interviews. 
I do recall that there was a daily podcast that I haven't heard <laughs> mentioned recently. And I know there's got to be a backstory, a full story and some awesome lessons. Tell us about it. Oh man, that's a cool story. So make sure I get to that story because I want to answer the first part of your question first, which listen, there's a reason why I wrote this book. This book is the answers that my audience has questions to. And I needed to create once and for all the definitive answer, the definitive guide, the common path to uncommon success, which is a culmination of those 3,000 interviews that I've done over the past decade. The 17-step roadmap to financial freedom and fulfillment is in these 71,000 words right here. And step one is the identifying of your big idea. Like you have to identify your big idea. That that thing that allows you to live in your zone of fire. And I teach you how to do that in step one, chapter one. But then Lance, your question specifically, which was, you know, how, how much of a believer I am in niching down till it hurts. That's where the problem lies with step one is like when people get their big idea, they think, okay, I've got my big idea. I'm good to go. No, you will get slaughtered like a lamb walking into a slaughter factory because there's entrenched competition up in that big idea. You've got to niche down until you find a void that has not been filled within your big idea. That's step two, discover your niche, uncovering the opportunity that's not currently being served. So how does that look like in my real world example? Bro, back in 2012, I wanted to launch a podcast. That was my big idea. I would have got slaughtered if I just did that. So I niched down into the business podcast space. Well, there were hundreds of business podcasts. I would have gotten destroyed. I niched down again into the business podcasts that were interviewing entrepreneurs. There were seven. I would have been the eighth best interview podcast of entrepreneurs. That would have been a, a losing battle. So I niched down for a fourth time until it hurt. And I became the first daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs because I looked at the void that wasn't being filled. Those All those seven shows, they were all great, but they were once a week. I knew I had to just create 10x more content than the other people if I was going to have a chance to differentiate myself. So when I launched Entrepreneurs on Fire, it was the best daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs. It was also the worst daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs Lance, it was the only daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs. That's why I won at such a high level because I was the only. I was the only. And real quick story, like to to kind of finish that loop that we opened about the uh, other daily podcasters. So when I was in pre-launch mode, I was like, I want to be the first daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs. I'm going to have that land grab. You know, it's like planting a flag. You know, in a, in America back in 1492, it's like, yes, I'm here. Like, hello. And then this podcast launched and I was still many months out from launching. I was just getting my, like my pre-launch phase going and it was a daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs. And I'm like, this guy scooped me. He came in right before I was going to have the only, now I can't say I'm the only daily podcast. And I listened to the show every day. I was like, this guy's great. He's interviewing awesome people. He's coming out every single day. He did 50 episodes in a row, five, zero. And then I woke up day 51, went for a run, went to listen to his podcast because I was admiring this guy. I was like, I'm impressed. I'm, I am looking up to this podcast host because I didn't have a, have a podcast live at that time. And Lance, no episode came out on day 51 or day 52 or day 60 or day 75. He just stopped. No explanation. He just stopped. Now, fast forward six months from that date. What did I do? 
I was speaking at a conference called New Media Expo on podcasting because I had launched my podcast. I had been asked by Cliff Ravenscraft to, to present on podcasting because I was the only podcast that was a daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs. So I had this unique show and I crushed it from stage. You know, let's be honest. I did a horrible job presenting. This was my first ever talk and I did my best, but I learned, you know, what not to do basically for my next talk. And, you know, then I went home and I kept doing the work and then another year went by. And again, I presented at the same conference. Now I'm a fat, you know, like where, where I had been at that point, like maybe like 600 episodes in seven days a week, 600 episodes in, 700 episodes in, I'm speaking at the same conference again, and people are now lining up and, and they're asking me to sign sign my book, which I had written called Podcast Launch. And this one guy's like, can you sign my book? He's like, I just want to say like, I'm so impressed. He's like, I actually tried doing a daily podcast, but then I quit after 50 days because I thought it was a bad idea. He's like, but I just so admire what you've done. And I'm like, bro, we could have flipped positions so easily. I'm like, I thought you were the best. Like, I can't believe I'm meeting you in person right now. Like all I did was just keep doing it. All I did was just keep doing the daily podcast. And that year I made over a million dollars and I made over a million dollars in revenue now for eight years in a row because I was able to cement my place in the podcasting space because I was able to be a first mover advantage and hang on to that first place and continue to just go from strength to strength to strength all from that one idea of being the best, the worst, and the only. And I love how Sheena just wrote, love it, become the best solution to a real problem. And Sheena, sometimes I wish it was more complicated. I really do, but it's just not. It's really that flipping simple. Become the best solution to a real problem, period. Boom. Let me refocus myself here. Oh, there I am. I'm refocused. Nice. John, so much value there. You know, just want to highlight consistency. And yes. you know, one thing I've always heard is, you know, it's and believe it's a fine line between success and failure. And, you know, if you do the right things at the right time and, and continue to be strategic and persevere, you know, I think you're going to win. So, John, I know you're a huge advocate of keeping more of what you make. You went so far as to trailblaze and move to Puerto Rico so you could move away from 51% taxes to a flat 4% tax, which I think you already mentioned. Um, I recall at one point you checking your personalcapital.com daily to kind of keep a pulse on your net worth and your, your finances. Um, my question is, you know, do you still do that as part of your daily habits? And how do you balance that with, you know, lifestyle and quality of life and, you know, and monitoring that? And, and where does that fit into the common path to uncommon success process? Love it. So first off, what's up, Cliff? Thanks for those kind of words, brother. Appreciate, appreciate you watching, listening, and uh, sharing your comments. So listen, for me, I realized that in this world, you can make a lot of money. You can help a lot of people. But at the end of the day, if you're paying 51% tax, which is what I was paying in California combined, it is incredibly hard to become wealthy. In fact, it's almost impossible. And that's kind of what Lance is referring to. I, I would look at my personal capital and I would go up, 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 and then every every um, quarter, you know, monthly, quarterly taxes, boom, back down, up, 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 boom, back down, up, up, up. And I'm like, I can never get ahead. Every time I get a few hundred thousand dollars in the bank, I get a, a tax bill for a few hundred thousand dollars. Like what is happening here? And that's, you know, when I found out about the opportunity to keep the money you make in this world and 
you know, I, I moved to Puerto Rico back in 2016. I've been here for five years now. It's been five glorious years of now just seeing my bank account go like that and my personal capital graph going up and to the right, which is, of course, the way that you want it to go. And, um, you know, still paying taxes because, listen, I got to pay 4% on, you know, the millions of dollars that I make every year. So that's real money, but uh, it's nothing like it used to be. In fact, the the description I give to people is when I was living in California, at 51% tax, I was working for the government until June 10th of every year. I was working for the government. Now in Puerto Rico, I work for the government until January 17th. And then I'm working for myself for the rest of the year. So when you kind of like make that mental shift right there, you can't go back. And, uh, you know, Puerto Rico has been an amazing place. It's definitely been my home for five years now. And I can't see that changing anytime soon. So, uh, yeah, that's something that I'm really passionate about. That's awesome. And hey, guys, thanks so much for all the comments. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff coming in. I see you, Thomas Ferris. Can't wait for your launch next week. Cliff, thanks for the compliment. Sheena, you know, John's a little more familiar. We've got 26 people live in here at least. Maybe, the, I don't know if YouTube's included, but we got we got a lot of supporters and we appreciate it. Love so, it. J.O.D., listen, I want to talk some marketing with you. You know, yesterday I was in my clubhouse room and everything kept coming back to new leads and new clients and, and marketing. And, um, you know, one thing that you always talk about really resonates with me about being better, not bigger. And in my words, I kind of say, you know, good operations, operations equals marketing. And because if you really build a great product, it will lead to more business. And I, I guess, you know, what I want to ask you about is really, you know, there's so many questions, what platforms, um, you know, what content? And I know chapter seven is your your bulkiest, meatiest chapter, and you're really proud of that. So if you could kind of tell us how we can approach, you know, marketing and this critical step, and just any you know pearls that you're able to share with us, that would be fantastic. So listen, when it comes back to something that I shared earlier and Sheena highlighted, you can create the best solution to a real problem, and all of a sudden, marketing becomes almost easy. Because guess what? People want the best. They look for the best. They will beat a path down to your door for the number one solution. They will run away from the number two solution. And I love how Cliff discovered Lance on EOF. This is awesome. <laughs> What's up, Cliff? They will run away from the number two solution, but they will beat a path down the door to the number one solution. So if you do have competitors, you've got to look around and say, how do I become the best? Like, what are they doing wrong? Like, how can I become the best solution to a real problem in this world? And if you can, if you're being honest with yourself and you can't just like become the best quite, you know, quite quickly and, and very, very obviously, then you're not niche enough. Like we talked about at the beginning part of this episode, you're not niche enough if you can't clearly be the best. Again, I was not going to be the best business podcast. I was not going to be the best business podcast that just interviewed entrepreneurs once a week. I had to keep niching down until I was the best. The best seven-day week podcast interviewing entrepreneurs. I was also the worst. I was the only. So how can you become the best? And don't be afraid to niche because you will have exponential results, exponential leads, exponential everything coming to you when you become the best. And Lance, we don't have much more time here. So I just want to say like, this was truly a labor of love right here. Like it took me 480 hours to write this book. And this book is the solution to my audience's problems. This is the best solution to my audience's problems. That's why I wrote this book. That's why I wrote the 17 step 
step-by-step chronological roadmap to your financial freedom and fulfillment if you pre-order this book. So if you order this book before March 23rd, five bonuses come with every pre-order, five. Zero come if you wait till after March 23rd, uncommonsuccessbook.com. You can see it next to my name right here uncommonsuccessbook.com. You'll see endorsements from Gary Vaynerchuk, Neil Patel, Eric Mandy, Seth Godin, Dory Clark. You'll get the first chapter there for free. You can just read it, see my writing style. You'll see a picture, a uh, video of me jumping in the pool with all my clothes on, then breaking down the details of the book. Um, uncommonsuccessbook.com. Just go ahead, click pre-order this book, and you will uh, be prompted to go to the directory of your choice, wherever you want to order this book. And then you can let me know where you heard about it, which will be obviously from Lance. And um, you're going to get all your bonuses immediately. Thank you so much for dropping so much value today. You know, thank you for being a mentor to me and being part of the journey with me and just helping so many entrepreneurs along the way. We're all so appreciative. And thanks for sharing all your wisdom in your new book. You know, it is is absolutely incredible. I'm loving it. Thanks, brother.